Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Calgary Flames edition. Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> After a brief hiatus because I went on vacation. We are back to doing these little pre-games. And I am joined by Mark from the Matchsticks and... F- Matchsticks and Gasoline. Right? That is correct. We are Matchsticks and Gasoline. I've said that like 30 times today, so I will not <laughs> screw it up. And guaranteed I'll screw it up. Well, I'm glad someone didn't <laughs> screw it up. Because my brain like totally stopped working there for a second. I was like, I know the name of this blog. Because it's all, Maddie it's works all, for it. Yes. <laughs> it's all good, Brown Street Hockey. Don't worry about yes, it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's game two with the Calgary Flames. They are in Philly this time. Um, and yeah, so Mark, we last saw you guys back on October 15th. And if I counted correctly, it looks like the Flames have gone 7 and 11 since we last saw you guys. And you're currently on a super fun six game losing streak. So, what's been going on with the Flames since we last played? They've been sucking. Um, no, they, uh, <laughs> it's kind of completely gone off the rails. Um, mm-hmm. They're just not playing good hockey. It all started with a uh, 3-2 overtime loss on a Saturday to the St. Louis Blues, who absolutely demolished the Flames last night 5 to nothing, And it's just gone downhill ever since then. The scoring has dried up. Um, secondary scoring was kind of, and I say kind of, I'm being generous, mm-hmm. carrying the Flames through because um, the the guy that's, uh, he lives outside of Philly, uh, what's his name? Gaudreau. Um, oh, yeah, we've yeah, heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he can't score. Um, he, mm-hmm. He's turning the puck over left and right. Sean Monahan, uh, he's forgotten what the back of a net looks like. Michael Backlund hasn't been doing anything all season. Uh, Mark Jankowski, who led or was tied in shorthanded goals in the NHL last season, doesn't have a point at all um, this season. Uh, Mark Giordano looks like he went from being Superman to uh, being human, um, like age is catching up. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on. They've also been bitten by the injury bug. Um, TJ Brody, um, who is dependable some days, dependable not some days, actually had a pretty big scare uh, last week at practice. He collapsed uh, on the yeah. ice of practice. Um, How's he doing? Good. He's uh, started skating on his own. So um, they think everything is kind of uh, turning around with Brody, which is good, but no timetable for his return. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Bennett and his fantastic mustache has been put <laughs> on uh, long-term IR. Uh, let's see what else we got here. It's, it's just, it gets better as we go through this. Andrew Mangiapane was, um, completely destroyed in a game last night. Um, he kind of looked like a Lego man got hit and all his pieces fell off. So he, oh, uh, he had to leave the ice. <laughs> um, so it's just, you know, it's, it's going really, really well. Um, I, goaltending has not been a problem, which has been really good for the Flames. I was going to think... ask about that. That seems like the good thing right now. The it is. Right? Yeah. Even though they lost five. Thing last night, uh, David Riddick outside of one really, 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 really bad play where he mishandled the puck and turned it over, and it was an easy goal for St. Louis. Um, played really well last night. Cam Talbot, uh, in a six nothing loss, uh, last week was the best player on the ice for the Flames. I think you know, <laughs> you can kind of see where things are going for Calgary right now. It's just a really tough stretch. Um, in this six game streak, they've been shut out three times, uh, all consecutive on the road, which is the first time that's ever happened in Flames history. So, um, yeah, in a six-game losing streak, uh, there's three times where they haven't put the puck in the net. So, can't win if you can't score. Yeah, usually <laughs> usually it, it works that way. I was going to ask you about the losing streak because, like, the, the Flyers have gone through 
long stretches of losing games in the recent years. Um, but there have mm-hmm. been times that they've been losing a bunch of games, but also playing kind of well and just not winning. Um, has it been that or are they actually just being terrible? They're bad lately. Uh, okay. But you look at a game like last night. I mean, they put 40 shots on net. I mean, luck would tell you you 40 shot the two are going to go in. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Biddington didn't really have his best game last night for St. Louis. He was fighting the puck all night, lost the puck a couple times, uh, gave up a lot of, you know, big rebounds and Monahan missed a completely open net. And he whiffed Gaudreau hit the side of a net. Uh, the, anybody else in the flames just shoots from the point and misses by six feet. So, um, you know, if you have an organist, tell him to wear a helmet cause he might get hit. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, um, yeah, I know it's, it's hard to like, say like they you put 40 shots on that, you should be okay in a game, yeah. especially with a, a, I mean, Jordan Biddington's a great goalie. He just looked like he was fighting the puck all night and Calgary was like, you know, it's okay. We're not going to score. Don't worry. <laughs> so I, it's a lot of things. I mean, defensively, they've had some breakdowns. And like I said, there are some, some players that are hurt, but we just did our podcast and we were rolling through them. We're like, well, you know, but they've been injured. And we reeled off all those players and be like, yeah, but those players kind of stink. You know? yeah. so it's not like, it's not like they're down in Goudreau and Monaghan only have, you know, five goals combined in the last 20 games for the Flames. That's just not enough mm-hmm. out of what are supposed to be your your two best players. So, um, and when you're being carried by Derek Ryan, Milan Lucic, and the recently recalled Dylan Dubé, uh, you kind of get an idea of how it's going. Yeah, speaking of that, nothing really spells like a desperation move, like bringing Zach Ronaldo back into the lineup, which like <laughs> screams to me one of those like, the Flyers did this a lot last year where they would bring up, uh, what's his name from the AHL? My mind just went blank again. Oh, Tyrell Goldborn. They would bring mm-hmm. him up for like one or two games. Like that, I mean, the kid, he's a good kid, but like he's not a good hockey player. He just hits things a lot. Yeah. And it would always just smelled like a desperation. Like, okay, we need somebody who's going to do something. And Zach Ronaldo will definitely run around and try to kill people. So that's something yeah. that we can look forward to. And I don't know if that's kind of the same thing that they were going for. Yeah. but has, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I can see that because he actually jumped in last night after Andrew Mon- Andrew Mangiapane, um, I think, died on the ice. Um, <laughs> he just got destroyed. He got leveled. Actually, really good, clean hockey hit. Just mm-hmm. problem is when you're Mangiapane and you're three foot four, and a guy who's six foot whatever hits you, you know, it's like running over a kid. He just got absolutely destroyed. But his head was slightly down. You know, you're supposed to skate with your head up. These things happen. Um, but Mangiapane is one of those funny stories where he's like the little guy, like Gaudreau, but he's kind of puts his nose in places like he tried to go at it with Ryan Reeves the other night. I'm like, Oh my God, you're going to die. Stop. Why would you even try to pick a fight with Ryan Reeves? It's never yeah. going to end. And thankfully Reeves was like, all right, little kid, go away. <laughs> took off. But um, yeah, no, Ronaldo jumped in there last night. So um, yeah, the guy you mentioned for Philly, uh, Ronaldo's like that. Calgary's got a guy named Ryan Lomberg who comes up a couple times a year and is like, you know, I crush. And he's a smaller guy who skates around and hits anything in sight and then goes back to Stockton because he can't stick handle or score or shoot. So yeah. All good things. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's like one eighth of a hockey player. That's all you <laughs> so, need, really. He'd yeah. been great in the eighties. He really would. have. Been. <laughs> so I was talking to Maddie a bit about the flames. Um, since we have a resident expert, I figured I might as well use her. And Absolutely. she was telling me that, yeah, like as usually happens with the losing streak, um, Bill Peters, the coach, is starting to shuffle lines up a bunch. Um, but from what I understand, he's kind of been leaving the top line kind of intact more than the other lines. Um, maybe? 
Yeah, to a degree. Yeah. I mean, recently over the last like couple of games, he split everybody up. Like he's dropped Sean Monahan down to the second line. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're down three nothing and you're trying to generate some offense, everything sort of you know floats back to where it was before. He doesn't really. And I'm like, Bill Peters has got an impossible job right now. He's got yeah. a ninety point ninety. A guy who had ninety nine points last year who skates over the blue line and turns the puck over and it goes the other way. I mean, Goudreau was directly responsible for the first goal of the game last night, which ended up being the game winning goal um, mm-hmm. for St. Louis. And, but he doesn't really stick to that. Okay. You know, so it's been like Lindholm, Goudreau and, um, or, or Backlund. Like it's been, yeah. Lindholm, Goudreau, back, uh, Backlund was like one of the lines and then it was okay. Monahan, you know, Kachuk and Manjupani. And then it was like, yeah, all right, all the garbage, you guys go figure it out amongst yourself on the bottom <laughs> six. But um, the only line that's really stuck together through that whole thing, like I just mentioned jokingly, was Lucic, Ryan, and Dubé, and they've honestly hmm. been the best Flames line for the last three games. Oh, which, no. Which is, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is not good when your third line is the best unit you're putting on. the. And, like, no, no, you know, no disrespect to those guys, you know. Look, Lucic is a million years old. I get it. He's, you no, know, he's not going to do a ton. He's trying. I'll give him that. Um, Dubé, he grows a great mustache, just got called up. You know, he's doing, and you know, we all love Doc, Derek. I mean, Ryan's fantastic, but just that can't be your yeah. best line. It can't be. It just, it's, no. it's not possible. And I don't think Peters is sticking to his guns enough with his, you know, and honestly, we just talked about it. I'm like, I'd drop Goudreau to like the third line. Um, really? Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe take that third line, make it the fourth, switch it up somehow just to get him paired out there against some, some different, you know, he's not going against the top line, maybe to get him moving a little bit, mm. you know, get some confidence. You put a couple pucks in the net, maybe that'll change because I mean, right now when he's on the ice, there's not a lot of fire. You don't see him like Matthew Kachuk after every game is miserable in the locker room. He's angry. You yeah. know, he's and Mark Giordano's given the same, you know, we, we'll get there. We got to dig together as a team. We're a unit, you know, <laughs> the same, like, no, I don't want that out of my captain. I want the captain to yeah. like, be like, yeah, dude, we're terrible. We are horrible. All of us. And you know, you know, Goudreau's like, yeah, it stinks losing. It's no fun. And it's like, it yeah, will show it on the ice. Do something. You know, like it's like that meme with the guy with the stick poking. Come yeah, on, right? Do something, you know? So yeah, I think it's more, I think it's Peters needs to stick to his guns a little bit more and, these guys who are underperforming, move them around. I'm sorry. Like I you don't want to play on the third line, start scoring goals. We'll move you back. So but that's also probably a... that's probably why I'm not a coach. But <laughs> I was no, gonna I ask about this a little bit later, but since you've brought it up a couple of times now, I'm gonna ask you. So there's one article written in The Athletic yep. about perhaps the Calgary Flames should think about <laughs> trading their unquestionably best player in Johnny Gaudreau in order to solve the problem that they have of not being able to score goals to me that sounds crazy it sounds a little bit like you might be a little pissed off at johnny gaudreau which you know if he's playing bad fair but do you think that trading johnny gaudreau is the solution to what's going on with calgary right now i'm gonna i'm gonna go out with the caveat of not right now okay and i'll say that now because i you know, somebody on our site last night commented because I think our headline for the game last night was "Blues good, flames bad," and <laughs> <laughs> keeping it basic. You know, real right like, to the point, <laughs> right? And um, somebody was like, "Well, the Blues started off terrible last year and they ended up winning the Stanley Cup." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure they did, but it's a different team." Um, I th- I think everybody's a little bit disappointed in Johnny's play, and I think it's not just the goal scoring; it's 
the body language on the ice. It's not mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, he looks frustrated, but it's just, it doesn't seem like he's like there a lot of the time. And look, I'm the last person that ever wants to say you should trade Johnny Gaudreau. I mean, I've, I, he played at Boston college. I watched him in college up where I live. I mean, he was a treat to watch play, but right now it's not clicking for him. And it's, you know, he's gone through a couple, a couple funks, but it's bad now. Uh, and it's just, he's turning the puck over. Um, he's never going to play defense. He's never going to be a defensive wizard. You know, we're like, Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that back check. He's amazing. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but if you're not going to do that, the puck has to be going in the net. And he's got 18 points, both he and Monaghan. I think he's got five goals and 13 assists. And, you know, that's all well and good. But, like, did he peak last year? You know, is mm. – I know I thought he could have easily gone for 100 this year. You know, I think I predicted him to go for 101. I look like a moron. Uh, if he gets to 50, Sometimes. it'll be a miracle. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but I don't think right now trading him is a smart idea. I – you know, we just – again, we were talking about this earlier. Like, Brad for Living – is now on his second hand-picked coach, the guy he wanted in Calgary. Mm -hmm. If he gets rid of Bill Peters, Calgary ownership is going to get rid of Brad for living. Even though they just signed him to an extension, you can't get rid of your second coach that you said, that's the guy I have to have. So if something is going to happen, it's going to be a trade. I don't think they're going to fire Peters. And mm -hmm. I mean, to Peter's credit, he's, you know, the deck is a little off right now with some of these injuries, but also he can't go out there and skate for them. He can't. You know, he can't go five for five on the power play for the Flames. They have to do it. They, he, he can tell them till he's blue in the face, they got to stop passing the puck and shoot, but they have to do it. So point being, right. no, not right now. But if they're still slumping and, you know, it comes to the trade deadline and it's, it's a nightmare, the locker room's going to be a mess. And I think the only way you shake up the Calgary Flames is with a big deal. Do I want them to trade Gaudreau? No, I would love for Gaudreau. Sorry, Philly. I would love for him to come out <laughs> and have a four point night and get back on track. And we don't ever have to talk about this again until he gets to the end of his contract and wants to come back East. Cause I think that's going to happen anyway. Uh, but right now, as of today, no, um, we did a round table on this, you know, should somebody be traded and we all agreed not right now, but the consensus name is if you're going to shake this team up, it's got to be him or Giordano. You got to trade the mm -hmm. captain or trade your arguably what's supposed to be your best player. And Calgary's traded Brett Hull, um, Doug Gilmore, uh, Martin St. Louis. Um, they don't exactly have the best track record in training really good players. I mean, the whole trade was good. It won him a Stanley Cup, so that's fine. And mm -hmm. Gilmore had to go, but, you know, it's, I think it's one of those you're damned if you do, damned if you don't type scenarios. So to yeah. condense all of that malarkey into one thing, no, not right now. No, I don't want it to happen. But if they had to shake the team up and make a trade, I think he's probably logically the guy to go because they can get close to, you know, a dollar for a dollar with a guy like him down the line. So you would trade Gaudreau before like Matthew Kachuk? A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. I think Kachuk is the next captain of the flames. Uh, we actually, mm -hmm. we did, we can segue right into this thing. We did untouchables like guys that aren't tradable. Okay. And on the Calgary roster now, I think it's Kachuk, David Riddick, um, Uso Valamaki, who's not even playing right now. That's how well he projects as a defenseman because he's out mm. and hurt. Um, Rasmus Anderson, who's going to be a number one D pairing for the Flames, and Elias Lindholm. I think those are my five. Like, that's if you're going to break this team down and dismantle it, I would build around those guys in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Matthew Kachuk to me is, I mean, he's struggling a little bit right now, but I think he's the heart and soul of this team. And I would, there's nothing you could offer me. I mean, all right, don't tell. Flames fans this, but if you maybe Connor McDavid. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like 
<laughs> Everything's off the table if you're talking about Connor McDavid. Yeah, I will trade I, the entire Flyers roster for Connor yeah, McDavid. <laughs> but 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 not Connor McDavid. I I and you know I couldn't even do it just to give the Oilers Kachuk. I couldn't do it. But yeah, Kachuk. No way. Kachuk is my one massive, uh, non-tradable, untouchable Calgary Flame. I was gonna. I was thinking so, about. Sorry, that. sorry, Goodrows. <laughs> <laughs> His dad probably listens to this podcast. I'm just kidding. Yeah. He, probably yeah, well, um, he wouldn't listen to us. We're so like. <laughs> yeah. He, he actually coached one of the guys that's on our regular podcast, Bill, which is kind of funny. But um, yeah. So back to Peters a little bit. I mean, I was thinking like, okay, how bad does this team have to get before the coach goes on the hot seat? But he hasn't been there, I think, long enough for no. the seat to get too warm. And then, but then I'm thinking like, okay, so Carolina kind of got better once he left um i don't know i i mean i guess there's probably like you said there's probably no way that the the gm fires his second hand-picked coach regardless of how bad things go i guess the trade is probably going to come first yeah and he's i mean peter's i mean if you're just looking at regular season we can add the five so that's 87 plus 25 i'm horrible with math what's that 112 it's 112 112 games or so in calgary i don't think that's it's especially when it's last year i mean part of it is we probably overvalued everybody last year because everybody had a career year yeah um and you look at how good those players were i mean lindholm came out of the gates on fire but he's you know slowed down a little bit and everybody's kind of slumping and it's just i mean yeah sure he's a little stubborn with some things and some of the moves he makes but it's the guys on the ice that are the flames biggest problem right now Mm -hmm. bill peters isn't out there on the power play stinking it up uh you know he's not turning the puck over he's not taking bad angles on defense so i i Sure. If if you want to blame him, give him twenty five percent of the blame. I don't, you know, whatever, and then pile it on everybody else. But I just, yeah. I'm, I like I said, I can't imagine Trey Living is going to be like, you know what? I'm a really bad judge of uh, free agent <laughs> signings and coaches, so I'm going to fire my coach here and uh, yeah, see what happens. Yeah, I with suck me. at several aspects of my job, but please yeah. don't fire me. <laughs> but I'm. Awesome at contracts. I le- yeah. like. I mean, if you look at that legitimately, he's got. You yeah. know, nobody on the Flames makes more than seven million dollars. I mean, I don't even know. I know Kachuk does, but outside of that, I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, so I'm going to press you a little bit here, and besides goaltending, give me something, a player, a line, something that you think could go well enough in this game for the Flames that the Flyers should be concerned and keep an eye out for them. I think it's Calgary's penalty kill. Okay. Um, they're fantastic, um, and they have to be because Calgary takes a lot of stupid penalties. <laughs> I mean, last night they had a five-on-three, and immediately in the offensive zone off the face-off took a tripping call and went four-on-three. I'm like, oh, my God. That's a good test. You guys are so bad. You have no brains. Um, but the the penalty kill is very strong. Um, I don't have the number in front of me, but at one point I think they were like, 25 for 27 um, wow. you know they're, they're top 10 in the nhl they're a very good penalty kill unit um which is good because they're not a good team scoring goals on the power play the power play is an absolute nightmare when they go like one for five we're like sweet the power plays on track you know? <laughs> oh man 20 percent is amazing um so yeah they um Calgary's penalty kill and you're going to have to watch out for them because they do play heavy. They do grind and they'll probably the line that starts for the flames on Saturday. Um, The the third line of uh, Dubé, Lucic and Derek Ryan, Um, Mm -hmm. just how it is. I mean, it's, you know, I never thought coming into the season, I'd be like, yeah, that Milan Lucic line is uh, really 
really pulling the flames through here oh, when man. there's six game losing skid. But um, you know, they play heavy. They go into the corners. You'll feel them. Um, you know, Dubé not afraid to throw the body. Same with Ryan and Lucic. All he can really do is throw the body. He looks like he's got those big like hunched over shoulders. He looks like. Quasimodo yes. coming up the ice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I would, yeah, I think, you know, keep an eye on the Flames penalty kill. I mean, I would love to say you're not going to see them because they won't do anything stupid, but I, I am full nah. on prepared for them to do something really dumb. Um, so, yeah, the penalty kill on that third line, definitely. Uh, Noah Hannafin's having a great season on the blue line for mm-hmm. Calgary. Um, so that's a good hope for the future. But, um, you know, I think. Yeah, I think the penalty kill be something to keep an eye on because they're really strong. I don't know how the Flyers power play is, but um if it's abysmal, I'm sorry, because it's not going to help you. Um, if it's good, it'll be a good challenge for the Flames. I mean, it's 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 middling at this point. So mm-hmm. we'll Fair see enough. how that goes. Yeah. Um, anyone on the Flyers you're looking forward to seeing Saturday afternoon? Is Brian Elliott going to start? Probably not. <laughs> okay, never mind that. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just played last night, so I don't think so. <laughs> oh, man, I wanted to see Brian Elliott, because that's a guaranteed win in some ugly pads. Oh. Um, <laughs> Um, actually, we were joking the other day about Brian Elliott. We did a piece when he was in Calgary where he started 0-3 wearing mm-hmm. the all-red pads, and he was just getting shellacked. He couldn't do anything right. And then he switched over to all-white pads, and he went like 9-1-3. and um, <laughs> it <was> just, <laughs> it was, I'm like, see, stick with tradition. You'll do well. Um, no, I mean, I mean, I'll probably keep an eye on some of the, you know, the flyer talent because, you know, you know, if, if the, the, the guy from Calgary is going to get traded, I, it seems like the optimum place for him to get dumped would be uh, in your lap. So... <laughs> Yeah. Is there any is there anybody I should be looking at? Uh, let's let's flip it on yes. you uh, for Philadelphia. Yeah. So um, a couple of kids that have been called up that are absolutely killing it. Uh, Joel Farabee and Morgan Frost. Are okay. Super. Morgan Frost particularly has uh, two goals in his first two games with the Flyers. And he looks insanely good. Like it's super fun to watch. He's been playing with Drew and the two of them together are just like. A real joy to watch. So if that line stays together, I hate to tell you, but they'll they'll do some stuff. They just look so good together. It's really fun for us. Um, but the Flyers just snapped their own losing streak. So um, we're one game into winning again. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see which team shows up on Saturday. We're, we're six games from having one. So it's uh... yeah. <laughs> well, Perfect. you see, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that, like, you've got some kids coming up, you know, you got, uh, would you say, was it Frost that had two points in two games? Two goals, two games, Two goals, two games, right? Uh, Last night, um, Zach Sanford had four points on the season, the entire season, Mm -hmm. and had four points last night, um, a goal and three assists for the Blues. So there's hope for you guys, you know, (sighs) get my walk out of there with a hat trick, you know, so you got that going for you. Um, God, it's, it's. It's so hard when a team is doing this poorly. I mean, I just I just remember last season was like this for 82 games. So I really feel your pain right now. Yeah, it's just it's I think it's more frustrating because we all had high hopes for Calgary coming into the season. I think, you know, I think we all predicted them to have like at least two more wins than last year or a win and a two ties more, you know, type Mm -hmm. deal. And we were like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're, you know, we're making a run. And now we're like, break up the core. They're terrible. (laughs) Trade everybody. Burn it to the ground and start fresh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're nothing if not a reactionary bunch, hockey fans. We don't really know how to be, you know. You know, it doesn't help. It's Edmonton's in second place in the West. You know, that doesn't help. And James Neal's going to have the 
you know, the year of his life out there playing hockey in Edmonton. And that's fine. I'm happy for him. He hated Calgary. Calgary hated him. So it yeah. worked out for him in the end. But when you deal, you know, Neil for Lucic, uh, you know. Yeah. 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 That one from the start was probably doomed. I don't know how that could have gone well. Yeah. Which, which also is an asshole. Nobody likes him. But... Yeah, exactly. And he he clearly did not want to be in Calgary last yeah. year. So, But hey, great job pulling the trigger on that deal to bring a guy who didn't want to be here. here. So great job, guys. You're the best. <laughs> so, Which also scares me, the fact that trading Johnny Gaudreau is in this man's hands. So, uh, Listen, we'll just I... give you... We'll give you Gaudreau for Elliot. We'll take Elliot off your hands. We'll bring him back. It'll be fun. Uh, I, think, I think you might be able to talk Flyers fans into that trade. They are so desperate for Johnny Gaudreau to come home so that they can promptly begin hating him approximately two weeks after he becomes a Flyer, which is exactly what would happen because Flyers fans are insane. Yes. Like if he went, yeah, if he went like three games pointless, it would be like, oh, this bullshit trade. Can't believe we got him. Give him to the Devils. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's funny how that works. Like I, again, I've he was a fourth round pick. I mean, he's a steal. He's an absolute yeah, steal. Sure. He's making $6.75 million a year, which again, production wise is down this year. Still a steal. That is a bargain contract, oh, but yeah. there are, there is a large segment of the flames fan base that hates him because he's little and doesn't go into the corners oh, and God. doesn't throw hits. I'm like, dude, he's not Dale Hunter. Okay. <laughs> he's, he, he, he wouldn't have survived in the 1980s, early 90s NHL. It's not the way, you know, that's not the player he is. Like, I, he's I a small, wonder... speedy guy. My only Wait. one thing with him is when he comes in on a breakaway, I wish he would do something other than shoot five hole. Everybody mm -hmm. knows he's going five hole. It's like, oh, come on, dude. Pick a corner. You know, yeah. don't go five hole. Everybody knows it's coming. But I just, you know, I would love for him to come to Philly and have a good game and get things back on track. Cause I'm so tired of writing a recap. That's like, Hey, Johnny Gaudreau was another no show. Sean Monahan did nothing tonight, uh, but Hey, you know, the third line had their pants on correctly. Hey, win for the flames. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this game. Let's, you sound like you are not feeling very positive, which I understand, but what is your prediction for this game? How do you think it's going to end up? Uh, so we've actually started doing a column called Staff Predictions, and I uh, last four. It's only been going on four games, so I've nailed mm -hmm. every game. Not score, <laughs> just outcome. Um, okay. And also, Calgary doesn't really play well in afternoon games. Um, mm. Oh, actually, well, it's morning in Calgary. It's afternoon for the rest of us people who are from the future. Um, I uh, I'm gonna say I don't think it's gonna be a a romp. I think Flyers win three to one. Um, Ooh. yeah, I, okay. I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in it. And it's always, I feel bad writing that score because I know that like last night I was like, oh, four to two and they lost five, nothing. And I'm like, even when I write four, I'm not good. Like down on the goaltending. I know it's everything else has failed leading up to the goaltending. Mm -hmm. Um, last night Riddick uh, came off the ice and as the players went to get him, he just skated by them and went to the locker room. Didn't, oh, even, boy. Like, didn't even wait for his teammates. He was just so pissed because he's tired of playing well and Oh, getting God. nothing out in front of them. So, yeah, it's. I think I described it um, in our podcast as it's a bus on fire with no brakes heading toward a gas station filled with puppies. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's not a very good. It's not a good place. It's very very dark. Very dark. Have so, you guys reached a closed door players only meeting yet? Uh, yeah, that, that was. La yep, that was last night. Oh no, that's never yeah. a good sign. No, and I, you know, I said last night. I think I tweeted out. I'm like, you know, 
a couple of years ago, there was the uh, Glenn Gullitson stick throwing incident where he got mad at practice. Uh, last year, there was the nine nothing or nine to one shellacking by the Penguins that set them right. Um, then there was the Gullitson took all the beer off the train and told them <laughs> to put their phones down. And if they wanted to have beer, they had to put their technology away. I'm like, oh my god, it sound like me talking to my kids. Not yeah, my kids right? having. <laughs> not that I'm like, hey kids, if you want some beer, put your tech down. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Yeah, great. I can see social services pulling up in the driveway yeah. right now. Fantastic. <laughs> um, no, but I. It, I I don't know how much those things work with grown athletes who are veterans. Like, you know, a couple right. of years ago, Goudreau was still kind of green in the league, you know, and in Monaghan. It's like, you know, they had that closed door meeting and Mark Giordano came out and was like, you know, we got to work together as a unit. We got to be stronger. Nobody's happy. I'm like, that's not what you want coming out of the meeting. Yeah. Give me Kachuk swearing. Give me Riddick punching a teammate. Give me something that shows that these guys are angry. And are upset, not the standard BS that you hear after every loss. And that's what we're getting, which is why I think this team is kind of going to go in a big free fall. Like there's only seems to be a couple guys who are really pissed off and everybody else is just like, eh, we're losing. It sucks. We'll get there one day at a time, one shot at a time, one puck at a time, win a phase. It's like, get over it, guys. Just come out and say you suck and you need to be better. Okay. Like that's, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, but they did. They had the closed door meeting, just players only, um, mm. where they probably sat around and like most players do, they probably bitched about their coach and the coaches are in the other room bitching about their players. You know? yep. Just... yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I just assume that whenever there's a players only meeting, it's just, I can't believe yeah. the coach is such a fucking asshole. And why is this happening to yeah. us? But... Yeah. Coach is so dumb. Can you believe it? <laughs> Essentially just like a longer version of that Ottawa senators, uh, lift or Uber video that came out where they were just bitching about their coaches being yeah, terrible. That's all. that's all it is. And those things don't fix things. So I think benchings, nope. uh, line shuffling, um, you know, take their privileges away. And they're all going to bed at nine. No PlayStation, you know. Yeah, it's not, yeah it doesn't work on grownups. <laughs> no, it doesn't, unfortunately. I think the only thing that's going to fix this is some goals and a win. I mean, even if Cal- it's a four-game road trip, it's not an easy trip for them. Yeah. Uh, this, it's a it's a very, very tough trick for them right now. And I mean, so it started in St. Louis, which now they've uh, lost eight of their last 11 in St. Louis. Oh boy. Um, then you go to Philly, then you go to Pittsburgh, then you're at Buffalo. I mean, that's not exactly the easiest four-game stretch. And Calgary's played a ton of games, too. That For a long time, they played three more games than everybody else. You yeah. know, Calgary got to the 16-game mark. Nobody was that close. So I'm sure they're tired. I'm sure they're frustrated. But, I, I, I mean, I look at that four-game stretch. I'm like, I don't see a win coming. But maybe in that four-game road trip, you score a couple goals here and there, and things start to feel a little better. Yeah. But, I mean, but if you come home from this road trip with three goals in your pocket and you've given up twenty, buckle up, kids. <laughs> it's gonna, it's it's gonna get uglier. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say that the Flyers win this game four-two, but then you guys go into Pittsburgh and you beat them, because for me personally, I would enjoy that. So. Well, I'm if that, put that, out to the that, that definitely does. helps you. I mean, I can look at, I mean, well, Pittsburgh is seven, three and two at home and Calgary is four, nine and one on the road. So, uh, listen, you know. there's never a better time to turn things around than and in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, they got this going for them. Pittsburgh's ninth in the league in goals for Calgary's 31st. So, you know, maybe, you go. <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> there you go. maybe it gets to a shootout. They can close the gap a little bit, you know, Bodes really well, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, so okay. I'm going Fortune yeah. Flyers, and you're uh, saying 
three-one. I go. I go three-one Philly. I don't. I think the losing streak continues, and everybody continues to stay miserable in Calgary. Well, Mark, I just hope both teams have fun. Let <laughs> Let's just hope that both teams have fun. Both Everyone teams have fun. Yeah. Everyone gets a trophy, and someone's mom brings orange slices at the end. It'll be a good time. Exactly. For That'll be great. Probably Johnny Gaudreau's mom, because I'm sure yeah. she'll be there. So she can bring orange slices for everyone. Everyone has fun. Everybody gets pucks deep. After the game, they all go to Dave and Buster's and play claw games. That's... I think that's the best outcome for everybody. I think it is too. Just and don't even put the scoreboard up. We won't even keep score. We'll just we call don't need her to. No, it's no, just no, about we... fun. Yeah, you guys can take the win, but we don't need the score up there. It's all good. <laughs> all right, so we've got the Calgary Flames. One of those wonderful Saturday afternoon games that I feel like people either love or they hate, and I personally love them. But oh, for me, seriously, oh, I love them, especially as an East Coast guy. Uh, the uh, you know the Friday night I can okay, but like the Saturday night, you know, like ten o'clock game Eastern time against Vancouver, I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'm not watching yeah. this game. I'm just no, exhausted. I, I can't do it. I don't even pretend with the West Coast games. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll check the score in the morning. Well, this is cool. the worst part about living on the East Coast and rooting for a you know, hey, mountain I time. You yeah. know, so if I made some better choices right. when I was 12, you know, maybe I could watch more hockey. Yeah, right. What were you thinking? Either that, you're gonna have to move. I'm not moving to Canada to zero. I mean, I love the Canadian people. I love my Canadian friends, but it's cold enough in Massachusetts. I don't need Canadian winter. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Well, thank you. No, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. I love talking to you guys. I'm just bummed we only play two times a year. I know, right? But Once when we again, both meet in the Stanley Cup finals, you know, we want to talk exactly. every day, right? That <laughs> seems like the inevitable way. Yeah, to totally. hundred yeah, percent. <laughs> All right. So we've got, this was Mark Parkinson from Matchsticks and Gasoline, the blog, which I remembered the name of this time. Um, and what's it. your podcast called? Our podcast is called The Tinderbox. The Tinderbox. That is such a good name for a podcast. Thank you. We kind of Obvious. freaked out when we first I thought we were people going to give us a hard time because it had Tinder in it. But I'm like, a Tinderbox is something that's dry that catches fire. Yeah. Ah. So, well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. It's a great name. Anyway, enjoy the game, Mark. I, I hope will. that the Flames at least aren't a tire fire, but also that the Flyers beat them. So, you know. I think three to one accomplishes both those goals for you. Okay. Or four to two, <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> All right, go Flyers. All right. All right, go Flames, go. Yay.